asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead song to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. Welcome to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 101 of the Rotten Views Podcast. Yeah, we're back for another set of episodes. This should be a fun one. Hopefully you guys are all doing well out there tonight or this afternoon whenever you guys are listening to this because that's the joy of the podcast. You get to listen to it whenever you feel like it. It could be a couple years from now. Who knows? It's a nice hot summer day here in Canada. Uh, I'm enjoying the heat. Not really. I hate it a lot, but we're going to make two. Um, I got a bunch of new artwork coming out. I've been actually able to drop like a new drawing almost every couple of nights. Uh, they're usually just 5x5 five five on an 8x5 sheet. Uh, but yeah, I've actually set a goal for myself and I mid-year uh we're gonna fill this whole sketchbook up uh all 100 pages of just various drawings of various characters that i like in movie scenes um cartoon characters comic book characters anything and everything pretty much horror icons we'll see how it goes obviously you guys can't see it because i don't have video set up yet but if you guys want to see a video uh let me know but what i might also do is when i'm roughing some of these out before i do the inking stage maybe i'll set up my camera we'll record some of them i've been doing a lot of them on tiktok um we've already got a method man in the, the book. This is just going to explain how weird this book's going to be because we got Method Man, we got Clint Howard from the Wraith horror movie, Captain Spaulding, we got uh, Ryan Upchurch, country rapper kind of guy, we got uh, a younger uh, David Spade, I'm doing a Stranger Things piece next, I'm going to do some YouTubers next, uh, maybe do some Gremlins, which speaking of, as you probably always already seen by the title, we're doing Gremlins 2 today, which uh, been a couple of years, I think, since I watched this movie, and boy, I'm just going to put this out here now. I love this movie. It's not great by any means, but it's got a lot of uh, references to other movies and such. Um, I just enjoy it a lot. Also, don't know what you guys have been doing. Let me know down in the comments below. Tag me. Uh, send me a message. Let me know how you guys are doing. Let me know what you guys have been watching or reading. Uh, for me personally, we started watching uh, another TV show on Discovery, I believe it was. Uh, Body Cam which is pretty interesting pretty graphic in some of the scenes um definitely a very shocking show to watch because it's putting in perspective what these officers do i'm not a big officer fan but it's interesting to see these scenes and uh, situations that they have to go through and yeah just been watching some crappy action movies can't even you know, they're so crappy, I can't even remember which ones I watched last. I should look on my letterbox, but I gotta I gotta update that too. So that's gonna be linked down in the bio as well. So if you guys want to see other movies I've watched that I haven't done podcasts on, you can just read the little blurbs I do. Um, but yeah, my letterbox account will be down below as well. So I think we're just gonna get right into the movie. Um, let's see here. We gotta look up the facts. I gotta get everything set up because I'm a dinkus. Uh, the movie has a 6.4 out of 10 on I. IMDb, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 69% on Metacritic. Came out in 1990. It's a, it's classified as a comedy fantasy for an hour and 46 minutes. Of course, if you guys have already forgot, it's Gremlins 2, the new batch. Um, I did 
mess up one of my notes because for some reason I I got the monsters on the brain, and not because of the Rob Zombie stuff, uh, the like the original monsters, because I put that on in the background every now and then for just you know background noise. I do that or that Adam Sandler or something older that I don't really need to pay too much attention to. And for some reason I thought the vampire character in the movie was actually played by al lewis because it looks just like grandpa monster but it's not it's um what was his name i forgot his name but we'll we'll get through it later uh robert prosky which he looks a lot like al lewis i don't know maybe i thought as a kid he was al lewis but he's not he's not grandpa monster but he pretty much looks like it but it's your typical you know vampire get up so i'm assuming he was inspired by that or joe dante was inspired by it when he uh, doing the directions for this. But yeah, the directors are Joe Dante, and I also thought it was interesting because I didn't look this up before. Apparently Chuck Chuck Jones was uh, the director for the animation sequences, which is awesome because I love Chuck Jones. And the writers are Charlie... Charles S. Haas and Chris Columbus. Yeah, one of these times when I'm reading stuff, I'll, I'll get everything right and I won't have, you know, stupid mistakes. But at some point, you know, I don't know when that's going to happen, but maybe at some point it will happen. But yeah, director was Joe Dante. Came out on June 15th, 99. If it was 89, it'd be even better because it's just a few days after my birthday. Uh, music by Jerry Goldsmith. The budget was between 30 to $50 million with a box office, uh, it says of $41.5 million, uh, US and Canada. So I'm not sure if that's the total box office or if that's like opening week. Uh, it doesn't really say much on the Google. But yeah, for the rundown, just pretty much, you know, gets on back at the little, little China Chinatown shop. The owner dies and uh, now Gizmo's stuck in this uh, big building that has a bunch of various things. It's a cable company, but it's also doing like various jams and stuff. It's also got science lab. It's got other cooking shows, everything that you need to know. But apparently he gets stuck in the science lab and then it just happened to be that Billy is working in said building and everything goes from there. A bunch of chaos ensues after uh, Gizmo gets free in the office because Billy's got to go out and do a meeting and of course you know some water gets spilled on by accident and then the other gremlins come and you know it's a fun time it's a fun time if you haven't seen this movie before I don't know what you're missing you can probably buy it at Walmart for like five bucks in the bin in the, the cheap DVD bin I, I know I see it there a lot I think it's on Peacock and uh, I forget the other streaming service whatever WB is for I don't know HBO maybe I don't know I don't I don't have that streaming service or Peacock you could probably rent it, of course, on Amazon Prime for like the five bucks DVD price. But if you go to Walmart, you can get it for five bucks in an actual DVD form and own it. So, you know, it's up to you, whatever you guys want to do. Oh, this is a fun little trivia form. Uh, it kind of spoils near the end of the movie. But the uplifting out of the world video scene that they play when they think everything's coming to an end. That was something that was actually prepared in a case that the world was actually going to end by CNN. I thought it was it's really interesting to see the, or to think of there would be a time where people would think the world's going to end so they're just going to you know run this ad on every channel just saying you know about happy thoughts and showing uh, pictures of tears running in the fields and whatnot. Uh, very interesting for sure. And now Preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. The following program is brought to you in living color. Saturday night at the movies. The television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Remember the last time? 
we told you not to feed them after midnight. We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, we told you to never, ever get them wet. You didn't listen. They're mutating. Yeah, we're going to get right into the movie, which starts out with this classic cartoon animated uh, WB Looney Tunes intro with bugs on the top of the shield, but then Daffy comes in. And of course, everything goes for trouble for Daffy because he's pulling the shield back, but he gets crushed by it. And then the shield goes too far, so he falls off. And then he, he gets sucked into like the half circle. And he's, you know what? I'm done with this. Start the damn movie. Then the title comes in and we see a shot of the city from above. And we're moving through New York City. And we slowly start to pan in on the Chinatown district of the city as this big black limo makes its way through the street. We see this man getting ready to get out of the limo, but he moves his foot because he doesn't want to step in the garbage. And it's actually uh, Forrester, I believe, uh, getting out because he's bringing a TV because um, Mr. Clamp wants to buy this building or plow the land because he wants to build up his business some more. And this building is apparently in the way and is causing him some issues, but he doesn't seem like too much of a jerk. But anyways, they make it into Mr. Wing's old shop and we hear Gizmo doing his little singing humming in the background a bit then they pop up tv to show clamp because uh, he's you know trying to offer again to buy the building so they can you know take it down destroy it so they can start their new business plan he's like i say he's not really being a dick about it, it kind of seems like he's being a dick about it once you actually get to know this character he's not actually really a dickhead then old man wing tells him to pass on the answer because it's still no so they decide to leave but like you know what as a parting gift you can leave you can have the tv and the remote even though gizmo's already stolen the remote because the remote was set down beside his cage and he took it in with him because he's like, ooh, TV. Uh, anyways, they leave and then Gizmo turns on the remote and actually puts Ramble on of all things to watch, which I thought was really funny. But it really actually works with the story a lot too. Then as they are getting in the car, the, um, one of the drivers is like, oh, I'm sorry that didn't work out for you guys with Mr. Wing. Really thought he was going to, you know, take the deal and I think Forrester's like, yeah, you hear that cough? We're just going to wait it out. He's going to die soon. Then we cut to see a TV's on and we're on the clamp uh, cable network building i think and it's a reporter saying how old man wing has passed away already so i'm not sure if there was a bunch of time that interlapped over then or not but yeah he's already dead so now they're getting ready to destroy which also they're destroying with everything inside i'm sure there's probably some good antiques inside that old china man's shop you might want to take some of the stuff out i don't know like gizmo because he's all sad with the cage open because his master's gone and then we just see the crane coming right through to destroy the place and gizmo has to run off for his life and he 
I think he goes down like this back alleyway and then he's outside of dumpster and then that's when Lewis and his twin brother grab him and ooh we're gonna take this to our to our science lab that's inside the clamp cable network building then we see Billy and Kate are returning cast from the first movie which is great I love seeing all these cast members return from the first movie uh, remembering the events that happened on Christmas back with the gremlins as they walk down the street uh, to clamps industries or cable network I think it's all one building essentially where they both work together but they both do various things in the building they also watch this guy cut them off because he wants to get into their rotation doors first but he gets in there and then it starts spinning like crazy because uh sure they're doing a lot of high-tech stuff but there's a lot of bugs and everything that's inside this building so it starts spinning around to the point where it, then it stops and it shoots him right out and i think he knocks someone else over and then we see kate telling billy not to let his boss get to him because he's doing great and he's got he's like a, a designer a layout artist or an architect artist of some sort and uh he's he's pretty stressed out about this big job or project they got coming up uh, because he essentially designs everything that they do because this new design he's doing will take place where uh mr wing's shop was then we see billy talking to his manager uh marla and she's going over all the changes that she wants done on this design that he has laid out and she's like i want trees added because it's going to be more welcoming this and that pretty much not believing in him at all as an artist or as an employee at all to be begin with then we see forrester coming over trying to be a hard ass on billy because he has an unauthorized potted plant at his desk and that's not right you shouldn't have any unauthorized potted plants then he grabs some art off his desk and he's like what's this he's like well it's you know it's, uh, just a drawing i did of my home so i have you know stuff to remember you know to keep me grounded he's like you know we supply a lot of this fancy dumb art with circles and shapes on the wall to keep everyone motivated so you shouldn't have this stuff around your desk that's not needed you got this fancy stupid art that probably cost millions of dollars even though someone took five seconds to make it so that's that's an artist rant on my part then marla gets annoyed uh and starts smoking because that's all she does she just is an annoying bitch and she smokes a lot and she's stressing out that's why she's smoking because she doesn't think billy's doing a good enough job and if billy's not doing a good enough job then she's not going to make her way up in the company at all either because that's all she thinks about then we see forrester in the security office and he sees someone smoking inside the building and he fires him right then and there over the intercom system and it's actually the old creepy dr Col Kolpek from the burbs movie which i thought was really cool there's a lot of crossovers i think there's two guys that i know for sure from the burbs that are in this then we cut and see um kate as she's one of the tour guides for the building because apparently this building needs tour guides at all point in times to take them around the building so i guess that's just an extra way of income they're really pushing how fancy this building is and how rich the guy is and everything and they're going on about all the various things he's in like the cable network and the industries and the technology side and apparently he makes jams and jellies as well and then we see uh grandpa fred pretty much like i said was the al lewis lookalike from grandpa munster essentially the same outfit and everything has the same face structure everything pretty much is the exact same other than the voice which i should have i should have picked up on that uh they're recording his uh horror tv series then billy shows up saying how sorry he is about the new time slot that they gave him because apparently they moved his show from i don't know maybe somewhere between 9 and midnight to 3 a.m which nobody's gonna be up watching that he's like yeah there's nobody up just some drunks and people trying to quit drugs uh my my ratings are gonna suck yeah it's understandable to be worried about that gramps because uh yeah you're gonna get fired probably spoilers he doesn't we then find out uh gramps is pretty bummed out because he was hoping he was gonna do more of his life and he's you know you want to be a reporter or something you want to do something that was going to be meaningful that would help people and all he has is this cross-eyed puppet 
named Igor. Which I might do a drawing of him with Igor because it's just a funny scene altogether. It's a funny image to look at. And then we find out that Clamp doesn't like black and white horror movies because he thinks it's hurting his ratings. And because, you know, he's all about industry. And he's about, you know, color TVs and whatnot. Because uh, Billy was suggesting that he needs to play some black and white horror movies because that's going to help his viewership. And he's like, well, I can't. I only got to use uh, color movies because uh, they won't let me use anything else. And then we see the delivery man in some sick-ass Adidas shoes showing up at uh, a section of the building that's called Slice of Life Lab, I believe. Uh, that's where they're doing all the testing on various creatures and various other things like foods and whatnot. Because at one point we find out they tested um, or did some tests on tomatoes, I believe, because they were getting too damaged and shipping. So this tomato is now pretty much like a bouncy ball and it tastes the same as a normal tomato, which I highly doubt that. It probably tastes like rubber. Anyways, that's when we also then hear Gizmo whistling in a cage because that's where he is now because he got captured by the two twins. And then uh, the doctor comes in. It's Dr. Dr. Caffeter, played by none other than this Christopher Lee guy. You know, might know for like some Dracula movies or something. I don't know. I think that's what he's known for. I'm kidding. I know who Christopher Lee is, so if you guys didn't get that, I'm, I'm very shocked, but uh, it is what it is. But yeah, he's all happy because he thinks his package is like a flu or malaria or something along those lines, and he's all bummed out. He opens, he's like, oh, what's rabies? I already got rabies. I want something else. Why is everything backlogged? Why do I gotta wait for my stuff? I want my goddamn flu right. And his secretary sneezes, and he takes a handkerchief, and he gives it to one of his, you know, understudies. He's like, go get this tested. Now he's walking into the lab. We meet Lewis and his twin brother, which I forgot to write down his name, and uh, they're the ones that grab Gizmo, like I said, in the alleyway. Dr. Catherine just stares at him unimpressed pretty much like hmm it's cute I guess and then they put on music and he starts dancing and then Kaffir grabs him because he thinks Gizmo's trying to escape and throws him right back in the, the cage and they go on about all the tests they're gonna do to him in the morning and Gizmo just pretty much is like oh damn I'm gonna die then Billy is on a vehicle with Kate and the lights go out and I guess uh, she's like well you gotta move because if you don't move enough the the light thinks you're gone so it's trying to save energy it's like Jesus Christ can't you just like have a normal light switch you don't need this whole you know motion sensor and whatnot it's crap then we hear uh whistling and billy gets you know very confused because he's like i know that that whistling before and he looks up and it's the delivery guy and he says something about it being a different song he's like oh yeah yeah actually i heard it upstairs in the lab uh, somebody was whistling up there so billy goes up to it and he's talking to the secretary who's sneezing he's like ah heard your copier is broken i'm here to repair it she's like oh okay it's just back there and even though it would probably be right where she is because she's got this big giant desk but what do I know? Then we see the twins and Dr. Catherine doing tests on rats because they're giving them electricity or something. It's weird. I don't really pay attention to it. But Billy goes around trying to find Gizmo. He does find him eventually. Puts him in a red toolbox to escape. Then he goes into the men's washroom. And the door talks to you as you come in and as you leave. Because there's also a guy in there washing his hands. And he goes to leave. He's like, the door is like, sure hope you washed your hands. Leave me alone. Go, you're creepy. Are you watching me go potty too? But yeah, I'm clearly a dad when I just used the word potty. Oh well. Uh, Billy then dims the lights and then tries to talk to Gizmo to figure out what he's doing there and what they're trying to do to him. Next we cut to him at his desk and we see him hiding Gizmo in the filing cabinet at his desk and uh, everyone gets all ex excited or nervous because uh, Clamp's showing up for the first time. He, apparently he's never been there before or at least to that floor of the building so uh billy goes to shut the door and accidentally like clamps it down on gizmo's hand he's like oh shit i'm sorry is your hand okay and gizmo's making his sounds and it's like okay you're fine we're just gonna shut this door 
don't don't make any sense. Then he looks at Clance making his rounds around the uh, the office. And he notices the big drawing that Billy's got of the Chinatown new spot. And he's like going on about how great it is and everything. And Marla's there, the manager or whatever boss of Billy. And he's like, you know what? This is great, but you should get rid of those trees because those trees aren't going to do it. You know, I don't like them. And Marla's like, yeah, yeah, you should you should never put those trees there, even though it was her goddamn idea. But she doesn't want to take credit for it. Then Mar- Marla is excited after Clamp leaves because she's like, you know, he really likes you this is going to be good for you know you i mean for us because that's all she's thinking about because she wants to get higher up in the company because she's a bit that's my opinion on her and then uh, she demands that they go for dinner because she's all excited to talk to billy more to get him get to know him a little bit better because apparently she doesn't know him at all i don't know how long he's been working there either so maybe he's new but she doesn't know really much about him so she wants to get closer to him to help her success in the company and she's smoking like a chimney again because that's one of her traits is she smokes a lot. You don't actually see her finish the smoke at all, but she's always lighting the smoke and just puffing away. Billy whispers to Gizmo to stay put because he has to go with someone, which is Marla, and that he's going to have someone else come later to pick Gizmo up, which is going to be Kate. Uh, but as soon as we see Billy and Marla walking away, we actually see the filing door open. Some paper clips come over that are made into like a rope. And we see Gizmo escaping because, you know, he doesn't like to listen at all. It's like a puppy. Doesn't like to listen. Then we see Billy breaking the news to Kate that Gizmo is at his desk and he asks her to take him home. And she wants nothing to do with it. She's like, no, no, I'm not dealing with those little monsters anymore. I'm done with it. I, we've we've left that behind the old town. I'm not doing it again. And then she go, they go over the rules and she remembers the rules. So then we cut to him leaving with Marla and she's not too impressed with it because Marla's all over him and then we cut and see Gomez Adams of all people who's a janitor in this movie uh, he's pushing, pushing his janitor cart through the company and then the fountain sprays at him so he gets all pissed off digs a wrench to it but as he's trying to fix it the water sprays farther and farther at Gizmo so Gizmo gets scared and hides under the drafting table but then this fountain splashes water so far that it hits the top of the drawing goes down the drawing and down the art tray and hits Gizmo on the back of the head and then of course he starts to scream as you know other little mogwais start spawning out of his back then we see the new batch of gremlins then we see this new mean version of like stripe coming out of the dumps the the garbage can because the garbage can falls over and we see all the paper move out and we see this black and white version that looks a lot like stripe coming out of it he's a complete asshole and i like him and then they start uh, going after gizmo and he looks scared and then we see them dumping him into like the vent system of the building and putting the the tray back on because apparently he can't open it even though they just took the the gate off but apparently gizmo's not going to be strong enough to get that back off and the the wacky gremlins is seen walking all over billy's artwork with paint all over his feet as he's looking through the magnifying glass like oh you're you're a true asshole then we see the elevator doors opening on the new floor and the gremlins start to uh, get out and kate shows up at billy's desk but doesn't find gizmo she finds this new wacky one who's all hyper it's like oh i guess that's what happened to you gizmo new york city changes people but yeah gizmo's watching all sad from the event system and then she sees or he sees Kate take the new the other gremlin and he just kind of walks sad into the vent system farther down then we see Marla and Billy at some weird ass fucking restaurant that's supposed to be a Canadian restaurant but there's like a giant severed goat or ram head in the middle of a beam that's at the table and then um, she's still smoking like a goddamn chimney even though they're trying to eat dinner or maybe dessert I'm not really too sure um, but she's wanting to get closer to Billy so she's like I'm just gonna slip my hand underneath the uh, the table and I'm gonna grab a junk and Billy's like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I don't want to do this. And then the waiter shows up, who's dressed as a Canadian Mountie with a giant life-like moose head that's made out of chocolate. And he's like, oh well, you want an air Budweiser? Are you good? You want you want to have an antler? 
You want an antler? And Billy's like, no, I just, I gotta go. I got something to do. Then back at home, Kate is trying to get some food ready to feed for fake gizmo before, you know, it gets midnight. And then the, the gremlin pushes the, I think, like the blender off. And she's like, okay, gizmo, you gotta be a little bit more careful. We're broke. Okay. We can't afford a new one. So if you could not break our appliances, we would really, really appreciate it. Anyways, the fake gizmo starts eating the corn on the cob like nothing. It just spins around like a, a freaking drill bit. And then uh, he starts uh, throwing like chicken legs and stuff at her. And she's like, okay, what, what's going on here? Would you stop throwing your food at me? I'm not your mother. I'm not going to take this kind of bullshit. I'll grab the frying pan right now and smash you in the head with it. She doesn't actually say that, but that would be kind of funny if she did. We see Billy showing up at home asking what happened to her because she's, she's got a white shirt on, but it's got like ketchup and mustard all over it. And she looks like shit. She's, she looks like a very stressed out mother who's dealing with a one-year-old. Anyways, Billy goes in the kitchen and then gets like an egg in the face or something. And he's like, okay. He walks over to the fake gizmo and he's like, where'd you find this? This isn't gizmo. And she's like, it was at your desk, like you said. He's like, oh shit, we gotta go back to work because Gizmo's somewhere there. And if there's this guy here, then there's probably more of them. And I don't want to go through the same stuff that we went through in the old or old town because that's gonna be really bad. Then as they uh, grab fake Gizmo to put him into this uh, bag to try and take him to work because they don't want him getting into tr any trouble. The doorbell goes off and it's their old neighbors back from home. They traveled 32 hours on a Greyhound for I think a reunion that's set in New York. And uh, Murray goes on because he thinks it's crazy that New York City has Russian cab drivers. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't trust them at all. They, they have like nukes and stuff in the briefcase. I don't know what's going on. Gone. I don't, I don't trust him. And he's, he's a little, he's a little scared. You know that time period. I guess. Uh, they make up a fake excuse that they can't uh, stay in the apartment because you know it's getting fumigated and whatnot. So they force him out pretty much to go stay in a hotel, even though they just traveled 32 hours on a Greyhound. Because I'm sure that's not comfortable. Having spent an hour on a Greyhound, but that doesn't sound comfortable at all. Then we see the gremlins in this yogurt place eating the food, and we see one of the gremlins coming out of the M&Ms, and everyone starts screaming because they think it's a rat. You can clearly see his face. You know that's not a rat. I know you're in New York City, and they got big rats, but that looks nothing like a goddamn rat. But I guess that's just the one thing you want to scream. Then Billy and Kate show up, and it's after midnight, and the gremlins have been eating. Uh, then we see Billy with a fire axe trying to break the lock off the gate that has the water system to try and turn off the water in the building so they can't multiply anymore. And of course, security shows up, and it's the uh, pushy neighbor from the burbs this is the other guy from the burbs uh it's a guy that pretty much makes tom hanks thinks the other uh, the kopeck are crazy he's like the kind of the bigger set guy of the the group of neighbors which he's playing security guard and he's like what's in the bag he's like you don't want to see what's in the bag uh anyways billy lets him see what's in the bag and the crazy gremlin comes out and bites him on the nose and he's like what the fuck is that and he starts shooting at but the gremlin gets away and he doesn't want to believe billy that they're in danger even though he just had this monster on his face biting his nose and as they're walk as security guards taking them away we pan up and top of the room in the boy room we actually see the cocoon eggs sitting up there and then it's been about six hours now uh, Kate got Billy out of jail or whatever it was and we see the gremlins are starting to hatch out the eggs uh, Gizmo is still seen walking around the vent system he's all happy because he can hear his voice echo but he's losing focus because he falls down and a drop that drops him all the way down the vent system and into the boiler room and he's just looking up and he sees the goo from the eggs he's like oh no and he's you know slowly starting to walk back because he's a little bit scared and then one of the gremlins taps him on the forehead pulls him behind a wall and starts beating the crap out of him then we see uh the gremlin ripping the power out of one of the the boxes to shock gizmo for fun because he just wants to torment him then we cut to billy showing up to talk to forrester who's um surprised that billy's back because he just got arrested the night before but he's also in the security room he's trying to warn them about the gremlins but no one's believing him he's like well you know what say if the gremlins on a plane and they travel into a different time zone so if it's midnight then is that going to affect them and they're just joking about it and 
no one's really listening to him at all. Uh, but then we cut to Kate, who's leading a tour around. And there's this one Asian guy who's taking like 100 pictures a minute and really getting on everyone's nerves. Mainly her nerves because he's right in their face when he's taking all these pictures. And they go into this cooking room where they're watching one of the cooking shows get recorded. And he goes to take pictures, but she's like, no, no pictures. You can't be taking pictures. We're recording this right now. See that camera that's not taking pictures and taking video? Yeah, that's important. But yeah, then we cut back to security people still making fun. But guess what? One of the gremlins comes right for the control panel and starts biting the guy in the neck. And Forrest is like, so, uh, is that the thing you're talking about right there that's, you know, that's right in front of us? And Billy's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. And he uses the flashlight to uh, scare the gremlin off for the time being. Then on the cooking show, the girl goes to open up one of her big stock pots and the gremlin pops out of it. And then another one pops out of the, ca- the cabinet. And then another one pops behind her with, like, the, the uh, kitchen chef hat on, the apron and everything. And then... They get really excited because they see a microwave for some reason. And they decide to fill this microwave up with pots and pans to the point where it blows up. And then, of course, it sets off the sprinkler system, which causes even more chaos because now they're going to multiply even faster. The Asian tourist doesn't want to leave the room, of course, because he thinks it's all planned. And Kate has to drag him out. She's like, this isn't part of the tour. Those things are going to kill you. And he doesn't want to really listen. So he needs to get his ass dragged. Let me see... Uh, the studio of the kitchen filling up with water more and more and there's the lights are getting like purplish and foggy and we hear the the laughing of the gremlins start to multiply and multiply and multiply and we can just tell there's more and more gremlins now then we cut and see the uh, leader gremlin uh he's been just making photocopies of gizmo he's got his face ran into a giant photocopier and gizmo's trying to fight for his life to get out and he's just making hundreds and hundreds of copies of gizmo trying to squirm and get out then we see kate nelver as she asks for it to stop because she hears it making some weird sounds unless she asks for it to sound the alarm. It's just a bunch of the gremlins making fake alarm sounds because they're all around the elevator, like on the top and the bottom. Then we see Mr. Clapboard in his office asking his secretary to uh, make some memos. And when she's making up some memos, a gremlin comes in and places a mouse trap inside her sandwich. And she goes apparently to take a bite on it and we just hear the, the trap shutting and her screaming. So Mr. Clamp comes out of the room and he sees the gremlin with her like cardigan on, you know, typing up these memos. And he throws a, co- a pot of coffee at him. And then there's a fight ensues between the two of them. And then Mr. Clamp actually uh, pushes the gremlin onto the paper shredder. And he slowly gets sucked into it. Which I thought was a really cool scene. Because then you see all this green blood and guts from the gremlin all over the place. And then Billy shows up in Clamp's office as we see the guts all over the place. And he's just in complete shock. And then we see Kate stuck in the elevator. And the gremlin start. Uh, wrecking it which is weird because their their arms are coming through like the sides and everything so i didn't think there was enough space on the sides of an elevator to get your arms in but you know it's it's just a movie it's it's whatever and then we see another gremlin playing with the power lines to the point where the elevator shoots on again and starts speeding to the basement and of course once it gets to the base of floor apparently all the gremlins were underneath it because they all get squished and there's guts all over the elevator and the elevator door opens and two girls are looking he's like you know what? We'll take the other elevator or we'll take the stairs. One of the two, but we're not going to take this elevator. Uh, you can keep that. Then we see Clamp talking to Billy and Forrester saying how it's up to them to solve the issue because he doesn't want the media to know it at all because he doesn't want his company to be, you know, under fire for this incident that's going on. Then we cut to a movie review where they're talking about the original Gremlins movie and saying how, you know, he doesn't like it. It's crap and this and that. And then um, we see the Gremlins pulling the chair over and starting to eat, beat up the reviewer, which I forget forget what his name is it's it's blanking on my head right now leonard moulton is the name i was uh trying to think of i had to actually go look it up because uh my brain's not working tonight at 11 o'clock at night and that's understandable for most nights soon i get up at 5 a.m been a long day but anyways 
Back to the movie at hand. Then in the lab, we see uh, one of the gremlins eating various liquids from the lab. And he starts growing tomatoes and what looks to be like carrots or something on his face. Then the, the good doctor comes in the room and he's like asking the twins, like, what's going on? I just left you for a few minutes. What's this chaos? Why aren't you guys dealing with this stuff? Then uh, Dr. Cather goes over to talk to one of the gremlins as he just drank some of the drain liquid that they had off the side. And he starts shaking and drops to the floor. And by the time he comes back up, he now has glasses on, which I don't know where he gets them from, but it's fine. And he can speak perfect English because he's a very intelligent gremlin now. And then everyone just looks on shocked, and the two twins looked on shock as they're in their uh, their uh, science getups. And there's actually two gremlins behind them in the same getup, looking on shock too. He's like, hmm, I wonder how he did that. And then we see another gremlin that just drank some bat liquid, and he says, "Grow wings." And the uh, doctor is having some flashbacks to probably when he played Dracula. He's like, "Oh, those look." familiar hmm we then see our smart gremlin talking to the bat gremlin he's going on about some various things he actually grabs a syringe of this liquid sunscreen and literally stabs him right in the neck with it to inject him he's like be free you can now go out in the sun you can do whatever you want sun is our one weakness and uh now you can just uh do whatever you want out there and then we see the bat gremlin uh breaking out the window and flying away as he's not burning up and then the gremlins that are inside aren't burning up either because the sunlight apparently isn't touching them then we see various gremlins showing up at this buffet and they're wrecking everything and they're inside this office that's doing all the stock marketing stuff and the smart uh, gremlins in there too he's telling everyone to, to sell everything they got and invest in i think cameras and bullets or something along those lines kate's trying to make her way through the building as it's complete chaos and everyone's just screaming and running and she's met by this like flasher gremlin who's in like a trench coat and flashes her and she just boots the fuck out of there she's like yeah get on my face and then she grabs the fire alarm to activate it to try and get everyone out i guess because there's the but it looks like the gremlins are only on this one floor for right now. So if she hits a fire alarm, everyone will hopefully get out. So there's not as many casualties in the building. Then we see Murray and his wife uh, looking up at this old cathedral going on about the architecture and stuff. And this bat gremlin's sitting on top of it. And he swoops right down at Murray. He's like, oh shit, it's one of them again. They're real. I see, I told you I wasn't crazy. It's real. You see it? I, I see it. And he's fighting this uh, bat gremlin off while he's moving his way down the sidewalk. But everyone else on the sidewalk doesn't seem too you know worried about it unless murray backs up into him and he's like hey why'd you hit me but then he's fighting with this gremlin and he throws it down into some wet cement that's on the sidewalk and everyone starts cheering because he starts pouring more cement on it and then the bat slowly flies back up to the cathedral and actually becomes a stone gargoyle which i thought was a really nice touch and it looks really cool as well then we cut inside a toy store because apparently clamps industries has everything and the evil gremlin has a gizmo attached to a train and he's causing the electric train to crash and try and torture gizmo some more or try and kill him you know one or the other then we see billy and forrester showing up to talk to dr catheter and then the film goes all weird and starts to burn up and it's actually the silhouette of gremlins just laughing and making uh, hand puppets because they just wrecked the film and they refused to put the film back on and then this random black and white movie comes on for whatever reason and then we see the guy in charge of the projector room coming out he's like yeah i'm done i quit these monsters won't let me put the rest of the goddamn movie on they just want to watch cinderella and sleeping beauty and this and that and they're not listening to me i quit so then the uh then the usher at the movie theater is like you know i'll handle it he goes in with his flashlight into the movie theater and of course he goes to talk to one and only uh mr hulk hogan who gets up and he's like you know what these are hard-working people that 
pay their money to see this movie on all they want is some popcorn and some cold drinks to watch the damn movie don't make me come up to that projector room and i'll kick your gremlin ass he's like i'm sorry everyone the movie's back on now i'm sorry for the inconvenience we won't have any more worries about these gremlins it won't happen again and then the rest of the movie goes on then we see gramps in the security room turning on tvs as he sees a bunch of reports coming from outside the building and then he's like what if we do a report inside the building so then he's got an idea of making views to try and save his career and you know to do better to you know give something back to society and we cut back to the lab where the gremlins are are listening to like some heavy music like not really heavy metal music but it's got some hard rock music as they're drinking various things like one gremlin becomes a ball of energy which i thought was really cool and the other one sees some acid and he's like yeah i'm not gonna drink this i'm gonna throw it out of your face so he throws it in that gremlin's face who starts to scream and then the phantom of the opera mask comes up which i thought was really nice and then the uh we see the back of the girl gremlin or the crossdresser gremlin i don't know if she's an actual girl i don't know their genders they're gremlins they're monsters anyways then she starts jumping on foss uh forster because she really likes him for some reason even though he's a dickhead i don't know it is what it is i guess and she's trying to make him love her but he doesn't want anything to do with it at all and he throws it down to the ground and then she like starts attacking his leg like a rabbit little dog and then the uh, electric gremlin um, starts shocking around the room and takes out Dr. Cathers and we see one of the gremlins uh, gets a Tom gun at some point and starts shooting everyone or anything that's moving in front of him to the point where he shoots one of his fellow gremlins and when he's drinking the water all comes out of him but then we also see another one grab some spider formula gizmo's waking up from his train crash and he's having flashbacks to the rainbow movie which is starting to motivate him and then mr clamp is in his office and sees gramp doing a recording from inside and the he's like i didn't i didn't agree to this why are you doing this i i, I don't know why you're doing this you're gonna make me look bad and then uh murray shows up outside the building telling the firefighters not to use water because he's like there's no fire in there there's monsters so you get them wet that's going to cause a lot of chaos for this town this city and you don't want to do that i know i've been there and one of the cops like calm down you're crazy he's like i'm not crazy don't you dare tell me crazy because i'm not crazy then billy goes to talk to uh mr clamp and we see the electric gremlin starting to shock through the outlet and at that point he picks up like the, f- the phone receiver and he gets stuck inside one of the big fancy phones back then and the gremlin is forced to listen to on hold music which is equivalent to elevator music at the time which still is but it, it's pretty bad billy comes up with the idea though to move all the clocks ahead to fool them so they'll get them all in the lobby and then when they think they're all down there they're gonna you know shine the light in and it's gonna pretty much make them all melt but that's when also they're like well how am i gonna do that because you know it's all glass windows and he's like well that's where you come in mr clamp you need to get out so you can set that up and that's when we find out mr clamps had a secret exit the whole entire time which probably would have helped out a lot of people People escape and not die. Just saying. Then we see Marla making her way through this dark hallway and she walks right into a bunch of spiderwebs because we can tell what's going to happen there. Then Gizmo has this quick workout montage where he's hitting like this heavy bag, but it hits him back and knocks him over. It's actually one of like the speed bags, actually, not one of the heavy bags. Uh, Murray sees Clamp come out of the secret exit, so he decides to use that same exit to get into the building to try and help Billy out. Uh, Billy thinks he hears Gizmo coming from a room, so he heads in. Then we just see the shadow of a gremlin knocking Billy out for mallet which i thought was a nice scene and then we cut to gizmo making a bow and turning himself into the best version of ramble that he can do possible which is really cute and i'm gonna say that it's cute then we see uh, gramps on tv in a bar full of gremlins as they sit down as he's sitting down to have a one-on-one conversation with the smart gremlin i'm not sure how he sets that up but he's having a one-on-one conversation with the smart gremlin to see what they want in life then one of the stupid gremlins interrupts the conversation so the smart one just pulls out a gun and shoots him right in the face like see he was stupid. I dealt with it. Then we 
cuts the outside and we see Clamp putting up this huge like nighttime sheet around the front of the building. Try and fool the gremlins. It's got like the moon and stars on it. And then we see Billy uh, waking up tied to a chair as a gremlin wants to do some dental work on him. And Murray shows up at the right time to save Billy. Then as Kate is looking for Billy, she runs into Marla stuck in the giant spider web. Then Marla spills the beans saying how she tried to get with Billy but Billy was having nothing to do with it. And she's like, okay, fine. She gets Marla out but then we see the giant uh, spider gremlin coming into scene at the end of the hallway. Then the vent opens up and it's Rambo Gizmo who's ready to save the day as he has a flaming arrow and he literally hits a direct hit on the spider gremlin which causes him to burn to death as Billy and Murray show up to uh, you know see the gremlin burning to death as well. Then we see the front lobby full of gremlins as the music starts music starts to play and the, the smart gremlin starts to sing like new york new york and uh billy and everyone else is watching from like the balcony above and murray's like you know what they're not, actually not too bad they're pretty good singers then we see a bunch of the gremlins holding signs that when they flip them over it turns into the face of the girl gremlin and then she comes out of one of these holes and then we see a bunch of gremlins doing the cha-cha-cha as they're walking by a bunch of gremlins who now have army supplies and a chainsaw then outside as they get ready to drop the curtain a storm starts to roll in destroying their whole entire plan to kill the gremlins then we cut to the phantom gremlin playing on his organ which i actually love i thought it was a really cool scene then billy has the idea with a fire hose to soak the gremlins and he asks kate to find a box to hide gizmo in and murray has to go up to get the hose and as he gets up there to grab the hose there's another loose gremlin who spits up spits on him he gets really pissed off so he just throws him down the elevator shaft he's like get get down the lobby you piece of shit and then they start spraying the gremlins with water and kate bypasses this system to the phone upstairs they're going to use the electric gremlin to shoot him down into the pit of wet gremlins and hopes that he's going to electrify them all make them blow up make them melt and whatnot because when he does shoot through he's hitting every single gremlin and we just see them all slowly melting into a pile of bones which i thought was a really good scene really cool scene seeing the flesh and everything up melt off and we just see the skeleton and the goo i really like that it's a really good effect and we see one of the gremlins is actually has a witch hat on he's like what a cruel world i'm melting i'm melting just doing like a callback to wizard of oz then as every gremlin is now melted and dead we see clamp running in with special forces and they're trying to get through the doors but they gotta go through the other doors because the electric doors are all locked down and he gets upstairs to where all the gremlins are dead and he actually slips on the slime of them and accidentally shoots his gun off into there then Gramp comes in with his camera and then he gives uh, Clamp gives him a job as an anchor, like an anchorman, and tells him, you know, go get some sun. You know, you're pretty pale. Go get a new wardrobe. You're going to be a good TV show's anchor. You're going to, you know, we're going to do big things with you because, you know, that's what he wants to do. And he's helping him complete what he wants to do in life as well. Then other news teams come in and we find out Clamp has made Marla the new head of relations so she can deal with the news reporters to deal with the situation. And then Clamp has this idea for a book he asked for a pen and paper billy hands him a paper which is actually the drawing that he made that forrester ripped off his desk of his old hometown and clamps like this is amazing this is what i want to build this is the next thing i want to build people don't want these fancy buildings with automatic doors and stuff talking to them they want this nice homely you know setup and he wants billy to design all the houses in the neighborhoods for him and that's going to be a big you know deal for him his next project and then gizmo pops out of the box and he's like what's that and he's like well this is gizmo this is kind of the thing that started all and then he's like, you know what I see when I see this? I see plushy toys in the back of people's cars with those suction cups. And I see a, a parade 
or float in a Macy parade. He just sees money with pretty much everything. Then we see Billy and Kate leaving with Gizmo in the box, and he's Gizmo's like, "You guys got TV and cable at home?" And Kate's like, "No, we don't. We don't have cable. We don't have TV. Nope, none of that. You're not watching TV." Then Clamp gets a call, and it's Forrester trapped upstairs in one of the washrooms because he's stuck in there with the female gremlin somehow because she was downstairs. So I'm not sure how she got upstairs so fast. And uh, yeah, he's got lipstick all over his face. And then she starts walking in with her wedding dress. And then we see Forrester smile a bit as he slides down. And we see the kissy lip of the female gremlin coming in closer and closer as it starts to blur away. And that's the end of the movie. And I gotta say, like I said, I love this movie. It's great. I think it's amazing. Definitely a fun watch. Definitely something I need to add back into my Halloween rotation. Because I think I missed it last year or the year before. Um, yeah, just great. I think both gremlin movies are amazing. This one's definitely got more movie references in it, which is I think is a lot of fun. And yeah, definitely highly recommend it. On the rotten scale, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. I just, I love small monster movies to begin with, so this one's just got it all. And I love the melting effects when they're dying at the end. Yeah, definitely highly recommend it. So it's now time to pick our movie we're going to watch for next week. And I know we just got out of the 70s, but I'm going to pick a movie that I totally forgot about. It's the late 70s, it's 1977. We're going to watch The Car. I've only seen this movie, I think, twice before. And I think once it was on the Space Channel. This, well, yeah, Space Channel, sci-fi. It's technically the same, you know, Canada version versus American versions. It might actually, I might have seen it, I think, once on Space, and I think once on the Scream channel back when uh, we had that years and years ago, back on the satellite. That was a great channel to have Scream horror movies and horror TV shows all day long. It was great. Too bad it got canceled, but it is what it is. Um, that was way before Shudder and all these other uh, sites. I think I was... I think I was still in high school when that channel was still on. And that's uh, 2007 and before that. So, uh, But yeah, we're going to watch the car. And uh, as always, if you guys want to keep in touch with me, feel free to find me on all social medias at TyphonSign. Uh, links will all de- be in the show notes down below. Uh, find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Like I said, at TyphonSign. Uh, we also got Rotten Reviews Podcast on Instagram and uh, TikTok as well. So you can definitely follow those. That I'd greatly appreciate. And if you guys can, give me a review and share the podcast. That'd be highly, highly appreciated. I uh, would love that a lot. Uh, you know, leaving a review definitely helps me get out of the bottom of this pit of all these other various podcasts that are starting. And I feel like I got a pretty good catalog, you know, uh, for the most part. I think I do fairly well at this. Um, still just, you know, sitting by the seat of my ass trying to figure out what I'm doing. It's a new adventure and it's always going to be a new adventure. I think once it feels like it's not a new adventure, that's probably when it's going to stop. But uh, who knows? Um, it's just something fun. I enjoy doing it and hopefully you guys enjoy listening to it. I appreciate you guys all. I love the feedback and I love the support. It means a lot. Uh, we got the issue fix with CastBox. So if you guys usually listen on CastBox, uh, podcast is still back up there set up. Uh, Google Podcasts we're still waiting. I was talking to some representatives and it's still going to take another two weeks or so. Because uh, they don't know what the issue is on their own site. So uh, thank you Google Podcasts. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, but yeah, we're also going to mention another podcast or maybe a YouTube channel for you guys to you know check out. Um, for me, this one's been a podcast I've listened to for many, many years. It's a comedy podcast. Uh, just a couple guys shooting shit they're all friends with kevin smith uh you might know a couple of them they're on amc back in the day 
they had comic book men uh definitely check out tell them steve dave it's a really fun podcast i put it on all every week when there's a new episode some weeks there's not because you know life happens and that's fine uh but yeah definitely check them out uh very funny stuff big catalog i think it's like over over 500 episodes maybe more i I don't keep track of the episodes count so definitely go check them out and yeah i appreciate all the support and i'll talk to you guys all later and as always the uh the outro music again is going to be slasher day this time we'll get back to the blood opera soon and maybe i'll try and rotate in some other music if i uh, get the okay from various fans i've gotten the okay from blood opera and slasher dave uh their links whenever their music is on is always going to be in the show notes down below and it'll always be the first thing that you guys come to because i just like putting that stuff out there first and yeah until next time i'll talk to you guys all later peace